Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. A little bonus episode here for y'all. So Crown Jewel took place the other night. I watched it, and um, I believe it is going to uh, be its own uh, episode. So episode-worthy, anyway. So... Uh, everybody who enjoyed the show last night, I hope you I hope you did enjoy it. If you didn't enjoy it, um, then you probably shouldn't have watched it. Uh, you know, you can just not watch it. I I watched it. It was a very it was a very long show. I don't. These pay per views are getting out of control with how long they're getting. But on top of that, they have the pre show with that, which is basically then then they throw the pre show into the actual show because they just rehash everything that they talk about on the pre show. So I just kind of blazed through the pre-show. I didn't see anything on there. I didn't see any matches. So there's that. Um, so let's get into Crown Jewel 2022. This is the fourth time they've come to Saudi Arabia of a 10-year contract that they signed. So uh, six more of these we're supposed to have. So, oh my God. At least now I feel like they're, they've gotten a lot better since the first couple that they've done. Uh, and uh, let's see how they do this year around. Crown Jewel 2022, let's get into it. The, the show kicks off with a singles match. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. We're starting out with the big boys, and let's get into it. Bobby Lashley is feeling rather impatient. He has no time for Brock Lesnar's entrance. He attacks him before the bell, pushes him into the steel steps knees, knee first, and uh, Lesnar is hurt. Lashley with a bunch of spears, one through the barricade to the outside. Yet another spear from Lashley. Brock kicks out of that one. Brock, with his big comeback, takes Bobby to Suplex City and nails the F5, but Lashley kicks out. Crowd all the way behind Lesnar at this point. They are booing Lashley when he sets up and applies the Hurt Lock. Brock spends an eternity in the Hurt Lock until he counters it into a pin, and he wins. Uh, prototypical Lesnar match. Absolute finisher fest, spear fest, so many spears. You got the spear through the barricade, suplex city, but they go for a little bit of a different finish. I honestly felt like it fell flat to me. Uh, they It was just a little bit of a surprise that that was kind of the end of it. I was expecting at least seven to ten more spears and maybe four or five more F5s, but they called it there and that was it. Good pace. Crowd was really into it. Uh, I'm a bit bored with the Lesnar formula, you know, the, the, the Lesnar formula. Suplexes, lots of spears and finishers. It's fast, it's crazy, but I've seen this exact same match about 10 times now, and uh, it's getting a little bit old. Uh, but it was still solid, solid Lesnar match. Uh, Lesnar was into it, he wasn't dogging it or anything. Bobby was there doing his thing as well. I didn't think it was bad. Not a bad Lesnar formula match, it's just the formula is starting to get a little stale to me. 6 out of 10. Lashley is pissed off after the loss. Puts the puts Lesnar in the hurt lock yet again. And that's it. They walk away. Match is over. They're probably both going home. Next up, you got the WWE Women's Tag Team title match. Damage Control, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai versus the champions, Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Get a cool bulldog into the boots of Bliss from Asuka. I thought that was a neat little tag team move right there. Not going to be seeing a lot of tag team offense in this match. You'll, we'll see. Crowd really likes Asuka. Lots of cheers for her tonight. Bliss goes off with a flurry of strikes. Hits a big ol' spinning DDT. Asuka and EO fighting on the outside. This distracts the referee. Nikki Cross comes out. Attacks Bliss with a top rope neckbreaker. Dakota pins 
and wins. And we have no women's tag team champions again. They flipped the flop. They're flipping tag team championships all over the place. Eosky and Dakota Kai champions yet again. Um, oh, snap. Uh, they they did it. They did it on me. They flipped the flop on me. They 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 uh, did the quick tag team title swap. And uh, you sneaky little bastards! I didn't think you're gonna go for it. I don't usually like when they do that. I'm fine with it this way because I don't think Io Sky and Dakota should have lost the titles in the first place. Uh, I thought the match was good. Like I said, not enough tag team offense. Uh, the offense itself was fine. They just don't seem like they get a lot of it in, in combination with each other. And that's, uh, you know, you gotta have some of that in a tag team match, bro. But the pace was really, uh, really fast. Just flurry after flurry after flurry of fast-paced single wrestling with different combos. You had, you had Bliss and Dakota. You had Bliss and EO. You had EO and Asuka. Just everybody going at it one-on-one. -on -one. Pretty decent. Bliss was really good in this match. She's been stepping up uh, quite a bit lately. Io and Asuka were great, and I enjoyed Dakota Kai going a little crazy throughout the match. She was enjoyable. 7 out of 10. Pretty good match right here. Next up, we got the Steel Cage match. Karrion Cross with Scarlett versus Drew McIntyre. These two have not been getting along over the last few weeks, or I guess maybe it's over a month or so now. Had a strap match last uh, at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Karrion Cross got the better of Drew in that one, so let's see how they do in this one. Drew McIntyre gets crotched on the ropes. That's going to be a theme for him. Drew pulls off a nice Mishinoku driver. Can't say I've ever seen him pull that move out. Love me some Mishinoku driver. Cross and Drew fighting in the corner, and Drew crotches himself again. Oh my goodness, Drew. This, his poor Ding Ding, <laughs> he's just having a rough night. Cross hits a Claymore-like knee strike on Drew. We get a near fall on that. Cross tells Drew how much he hates him. I mean, that made me giggle just a little bit right there. Drew landing high on his neck off the nasty side suplex by Carrion. Scarlet causes a weak distraction. She just climbs up like four inches off the floor on the cage. Goes or some shit to Drew. He falls, falls for the stupid friggin' distraction. Cross hits the cross hammer. Cross tries to escape out of the top. Drew stops him with a superplex from the top of the cage. That was pretty nice, giving that a thumbs up. This is awesome chance from the crowd. The ref opens the cage door, which I think is stupid. I don't know why they let them just walk out of the front door, but it is what it is. That's what they're doing. Scarlet maces Drew and the referee. Ew, what the heck, man? Drew is able to stop Cross, uh, though, from escaping with an ankle lock. Tries to walk out the door. He just grabs his ankle, pulls him back in. Get a mini Claymore out of nowhere from Drew. Drew back in control now. He wants out of the door, but Scarlet locks it up. Drew climbs over. Scarlet scrambles to open the door that she just locked. Cross can't get out before Drew and McIntyre wins the match. Um, Honestly, never been a fan of the door in cage matches. It should always be locked from the beginning, and that's my opinion. I don't. It should be you climb out, or you're getting a pin or a submission victory in there. You shouldn't have the ref shouldn't open the door for you. I think that's stupid. Fighting the cage though was pretty solid. They didn't use it all that much or all that creatively. Just the classic, slam their head into the cage a little bit, a little bit of, of foot and and mushing the face into the cage. You know, classic cage stuff. Nothing all that uh, creative. The the superplex was nice, but seen it a million times. 
Interference from Scarlet was annoying, but Drew was able to overcome it. Uh, the finish was meh. It's been done so many times before. I would have enjoyed if Drew just Sparta kicked the door open, knocked Scarlet off on her ass, and then he just walks out. Thankfully, he grabs the win here. I'm going to give the match a 5.5 out of 10. Not bad, but definitely not good, and then barely okay, but it was fine. It was a match. Now, we got the one that I thought was going to... Oh, wait, not this match. Never mind. Sorry. Six-man tag team match. JD or uh, Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley, of course, versus the OC, Anderson Gallows, and AJ Styles. Things going good for Judgment Day until Dominic gets in and he immediately immediately gets his ass beat down by the OC. Priest saves Dom with a cheap shot. Priest mocks the OC with a too sweet and a suck it out of nowhere. That made me laugh, so I, I made me laugh pretty good. So I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Finn Balor trips and falls out of the ring trying to save Dom. Whoopsie, that made me laugh as well. Dom imitating Eddie Guerrero. He eats a big slam from Gallows. Um, the uh, ref is losing control. We get stereo slams. All men down in the middle of the ring. AJ and Finn left alone now. Ripley smashes Styles face first into the apron. Crowd does not like that. Michael, neither does Michael Cole. Michael Cole is flipping out. He is absolutely going all out. He is freaking, uh, says someone should kick Rhea Ripley's ass. I was just dying. That was so funny. I love when Michael Cole, like, breaks, breaks character a little bit and he just goes all crazy. It's good stuff. Oh, Michael. Finn hits a brutal coup de gras on AJ Styles and Judgment Day gets the victory. Dom was fun in this match, getting uh, getting in there sneakily into the match for cheap offense, and he was selling well throughout the match. So, I'm going to give Ray Mis uh, Dom Mysterio a thumbs up. I thought he was pretty good out there. Match overall was another solid match. Good pace again to this match. Is it me, or is or are they trying to rush a little bit to get the hell out of here? I don't know. It seemed like people were rushing. The pace was very high. Um, and not a bad thing, though. Not a bad thing. Judgment Day continue to win matches, and Dom continues to build himself as a pretty decent little heel right here, so not too bad, man. Gallows of the OC was buzzing out there tonight, enjoyed when he was whooping Dom in the ring. He was just fucking taking it to him. It was good stuff. Six and a half out of ten. Oh boy, here it comes. This is it. This is the match that everybody's been waiting for. Singles match. Almost versus Braun Strowman. Does anybody... Does, is anyone saying six stars or what? This is going to be a banger. Anyway, just kidding. This is going to be terrible. Almost takes 11 months to get into the ring. Match finally starts with both men staring at each other for a long time. Making grunting sounds. Going raw and roo and raw and stuff like that. Almost shows Braun his hand and how massive it is. Then... The test of strength. Oh, God, what is this? The 70s? Almost running around, slamming into Braun. He kicks him right in the face. Very nice. Ouch. Almost almost is talking all throughout the match, but his voice is, like, so deep, and he speaks, like, kind of fast. I can't understand a fucking single word that's coming out of his mouth, and it just sounds like a whole bunch of just... It's just... It's not good. It was super annoying. Thumbs down for that. He throws Braun around. He and Braun choke each other a little. Braun can't get almost over the rope, so he has to try again. Successful on the second attempt. Almost stops the Braun Express dead in its tracks. <laughs> 
Braun avoids a, cor a corner attack, lifts up almost for the power slam, and mercifully, it's for the W. It's over. Thank the Lord. Braun Strowman wins. Who saw that coming? Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad match. Felt too long, even though it was uh, not a very long match. Still felt too long. Crowd wasn't all that into it. Neither was I. I was. I. I would never be into this match. Wrestlers weren't all that into it. Was anybody into this match? Was there anybody out there who got who enjoyed this match? If if you did, um, wow, that's uh, you got some really interesting taste. Um, four out of ten, bad match. Please, let's get hurt business built around almost. If you insist on keeping this dude around, man, like let's let's get a group around him or something. May I suggest we got MVP as the mouthpiece. You get two of Shelton Benjamin. Ricochet or uh, Cedric Alexander to be the in-ring talent and then you have almost as the big man who never speaks a word and wrestles like 30 seconds does his one big move and then it's over he goes raw he looks big and there you go we don't have to see him in the ring stop trying to make almost be an in-ring competitor he can't fucking wrestle he can he can move around a little bit but it's just not good to watch I hated it no good definitely without question the worst match on this card like I predicted. Anyway, moving on, we got the undisputed tag team title match. The Usos defend against the Brawling Brutes. Uh, did the blue tag belts look black to anybody? I, I don't know. Before they, they lifted up the title belts or whatever to show them up, uh, the, the blue one looked black to me, or maybe it was a dark purple. I really liked it, so I, I would be down for... If you're going to combine the titles or whatever, and you got red and blue, that combines into purple. So let's make the universal title uh, purple belt and make the tag titles purple. I think that would be a really cool look, man. I think that'd be cool. Or if not, just go back to black. I don't know. Anyway, to the match. Ridge lifts both Usos up at the same time and slams them both. Then he lays... Um, Lays homage to his brother Sheamus with the big smashes across the chest of the Usos. Freaking Rich Holland is banging out there, baby. Giving giving him a thumbs up. He's going. Super kicks from the Usos. Jimmy goes for a dive, but Butch catches him in an armbar. Usos hit not their best looking dive on Butch. Ridge, um, Ridge breaks up the pin there. Usi chants from the crowd. That's awesome. Ridge with a white noise. Butch hanging onto Jimmy, but a ridiculous near fall. Holy jumping. That was a close one right there. Thumbs up for that. Brutes with a combo head kick and slam another near fall. Usos fight back and nail the top rope. 1D looked absolutely freaking awesome. Got to give that a thumbs up. Usos win and retain their titles, getting ever closer to passing the record reign of the New Day. I feel like they're only like nine days, uh, nine days away or something like that. They're really, really close. Um, banger, absolute banger of a match here. Hard-hitting brawl, just like I expected. Ridge really stood out in this match tonight. Looked great. I'd love to see these teams go at it some more, but first, they got to get through the new day. They're going to be waiting for them when they get back. Really enjoyed this match, giving it a 7.5 out of 10. All right, next up, you got the last women's standing match. This is for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defends against Bailey. Bailey is coming out without damage control, so that's really interesting. We'll have to find out if they come out later on throughout this match, so let's get into it. Bailey introducing a chair and the cute little ladder. Aw. Lots of fighting on the outside. Uh, Bailey sets up a table. 
Bianca hits a suplex on the stage. Bailey trips on the stage. Looks like she twisted her ankle. Referee gives her some time to uh, figure herself out. Bianca is frustrated, but Bailey is playing possum and attacks her. Absolutely love that spot right there. Thumbs up for that. I love that. It actually looked like Bailey legitimately fell down and she played it off in a heel way. Fantastic job. What an underrated little move right there by Bailey. Just mm, so good, so good. The little things, man. The little things. Back in the ring now, Bianca hums a chair at Bailey, just clocks her right upside the head with it. Woof, that was fantastic. Giving that a thumbs up. Bailey goes nuts with the kendo stick, um, then yells at Michael Cole. That was funny. Bianca with a not great looking spine buster on the steps. She gets an eight count on that one. So if you don't know what a last women's standing match is, you gotta knock your opponent down to the ground for a 10 count. If they can't answer the 10 count, you win the match. Bailey with the Bailey to belly on the stage. Nice hard thud there. They they showed that a good six or seven times, I swear. Gets a eight count on that one as well. Bailey rolls out a stage case, puts Bianca inside of it. Bianca gets out. Uh, she should have tried to lock her in. That would have been a really creative, uh, you know, you can use that for a finish later on, but uh, Bailey just kind of closes the door, doesn't try to lock it, doesn't even try to sit on it or anything. I thought that would have been really funny, but it was still a cool little spot. After Bianca gets out, her hair gets stuck in the case for just a little second there, made me giggle. Bailey drives out a golf cart. So she's driving a fucking golf cart. She goes to run over Bianca, but she gets like nowhere. They get nowhere near each other. It wasn't even close, but it was still really funny. Just Bianca's reaction to her driving out the golf cart. That was fantastic. They fight on top of the golf cart. Bianca giving her the business on top, just laying in the big old elbows on her. Bianca drives the cart to the ring with... Um, <laughs> with with Bailey on top of it, that was freaking sweet. Bailey hanging on for dear life. Bianca tosses Bailey off at the top of the cart. She misses the table. Looks absolutely scary as hell. But but Bailey's okay. She's not injured, so I'm gonna give that spot a thumbs up. Bianca then gives her a mean power bomb through the table. Very close nine count on that one. I love the way that Bailey ha has to hold herself up with the broken table. Really cool spot right there. Got to give that one a thumbs up. Bianca misses the 450 splash, lands onto a pile of chairs. Nine count on that one. Oh my goodness, we're getting closer. Bianca nails the KOD onto the chairs. Bailey hits her knee really hard on it. Oh, that was nasty. Thumbs up for that spot as well. Bianca puts Bailey in between a ladder, pins her underneath the post. Bailey is trapped and she cannot get out. She can't answer the 10 count, and Bianca retains her title. God damn, wow, that was awesome, dude. That was an awesome last women's standing match. Last last whatever. Good stuff. Hard hitting, some ridiculous high spots. Bailey was bumping out of control tonight. I loved her little freaking uh knee twist ankle twisting heel spot. That was awesome. I loved her driving uh like the, the golf cart thing was lame, but them fighting on top of it and driving down, that was pretty cool. They used tons of weapons, had ladders, chairs, the tables, and the best part of this match, no shenanigans from Damage Control. I was absolutely shocked, like, so shocked that Damage Control didn't come down at any point throughout this match. I'm blown away by that. Gotta give that a thumbs up. Well done. I loved the finish as well. I loved, um, I don't think I've ever seen someone pin uh, someone in the ladder like that and have them wedged in underneath the ring post. Very creative finish. Bailey 
was just excellent out there tonight selling just uh, all the little things that bailey does aside from like her solid wrestling very very good stuff there lots of the small things she does um the emotions, the yelling, the whining at the refs, yelling at Michael Cole. She does a whole bunch of little stuff that I just love um, watching her do. She's just a very entertaining wrestler. Bianca is a beast. Uh, fantastic match. Loved it. Eight and a half out of ten. Very, very good stuff. Highly suggest you go check that one out. That was a very fun match. After this, we got Bray Wyatt is here. He does his grand old entrance. Uh, honestly, the song is starting to grow on me more and more. I never, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't my favorite one, but now I'm starting to hear it more and more. The crowd was really into it. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. He introduces himself to the crowd. He talks about his former masked self, all Bray Wyatt-like. Crowd chants, they love him, and Bray runs with it. Adds that into its promo, which was really neat. Gotta give that a thumbs up. He's interrupted by a video of a masked version of himself. It talks all cryptics and weird shit all to him. Hmm. Thought maybe someone would have popped out here. Just more of the same Bray Wyatt stuff we've seen before. Um, but it was well done. I mean, uh, the promo by by Bray was done was done well. He delivers it very uh, in a very unique way. You know that Bray Wyatt style that he does. It's very kind of cryptic weird a lot of hidden messages within it if you decode it i imagine i don't do that stuff i just kind of sit there and listen to him say his words and i go okay then um oh, that's all you got okay yeah so nothing really happens here and uh yeah he kind of just goes away so that's it now we go on to the main event match the one that everybody's been buzzing about the internet celebrity logan paul has been um, set up to fight the Roman, Roman Reigns for the last, I don't know, month and a half, two months now. They've been hyping up this match. I personally haven't been looking for, like, I know Logan Paul is solid in the ring. My big beef is, is that you got this guy fighting the most dominant champion in WWE history over the last, like, three, like, 30, 20, 30 years. Uh, we have not seen a, a universal, a, a WWE champion reign this long in a long time. And then you got this internet celebrity who's coming in here. And there's just no way that Roman Reigns is going to look good throughout this unless he stomps him. Stomps him down in, in the squash match. But they, there's no way they were going to do that for the main event. So let's see how it goes. There's only one way to find out how it went. So let's just get into it. So here we go. Main event, singles match, Logan Paul with Jake Paul versus Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Oh boy, here we go. One hell of an entrance for the internet superstar, Logan Paul. So many fireworks, oh my goodness. And he comes down on this like big platform thing. It was pretty neat, man. It was a pretty cool little entrance. Roman comes out, he gets a lot of fireworks as well. Uh, it's debatable who got more fireworks. I think Logan Paul got more fireworks, but he might have paid. He might have paid for his own fireworks. He might have brought his own fireworks from home. So, anyway, Logan stands his ground. Roman works the crowd. The crowd gets fired up. They start cheering for Logan Paul. Logan, Logan pulls off a buckshot lariat. Well done. That was... That was impressive. I'm going to give that a thumbs up because fucking CM Punk couldn't do a, a buckshot lariat in AEW. He fucked him up like three times. And yeah, so Logan Paul can do one. So that's cool. That's something. Logan with a springboard, but Roman humbles him with a massive uppercut. Get a real nice kip up from Logan Paul. Tries the sweet chin music, but Roman counters into a rock bottom. 
Logan hit not one, but two of his lucky punches that everyone says you need to look out for. Roman kicks out of it at two. He doesn't get knocked out by it. He kind of just gets spaghetti-legged, gets hit with the second one, then he goes down. Reigns showing the surprise on his face, uh, getting hit by those, those those two punches was really good. And of course, Paul Heyman is just flipping out on the outside. So good. Thumbs up for that. Logan has Roman set up on the announce table. He grabs his phone, films himself diving off of the top with a fantastic splash through the announce table. What a spot. Fantastic. Absolutely nailed him. Nailed him perfectly. Thumbs up for that. Great spot. Usos come out to help their cousin. They beat down Logan's buddies with Superman kicks, according to Michael Cole. Never heard of a Superman kick, but I kind of like it. Um, this summons Jake Paul, Logan's brother, to come down. He comes out, gives one nice-looking punch and one not-so-nice-looking punch to the Usos. They are Dunyan Rings. Logan hits another splash out of nowhere in the ring. We get another near fall. Absolutely ridiculous near fall right there. Crowd was like, holy fuck, I was sweating just a little bit on that one. Now Solo Sokoa comes out. He doesn't do a whole lot. Logan with a huge dive to the outside on him. Thumbs up right there. Logan and his brother getting all hyped up. They get in, they're just going, raw, raw. They're getting all hyped up. Uh, Logan Paul runs in back into the ring and he immediately eats a Superman punch and a spear. And Roman retains his championship. Thank, thank God. Okay, well, we don't have to worry about that now. Now, now, now that that's over. Oh, excuse me. Don't have to worry about Logan Paul potentially maybe becoming undisputed champion. Thank God. Um, shit, son. That was a good match. That was a good match. Believe it or not, folks, I'm giving this match a 7.5 out of 10. That was a very good match. It was very entertaining. Uh, the near falls were just fucking off the chains and insane. And um, I, I am docking at a point, uh, or I don't know how many points. I, I docked at some points, though, for using an internet celebrity instead of someone on the roster that is more deserving I mean, you name it. You could have had a Kevin Owens. Um, you just name it, man. There's so many guys that could have fought Roman Reigns instead of an internet celebrity. I understand why they did it. They're trying to get the big names uh, around the world. You know, Logan Paul's a very well-known uh, celebrity, I guess we're calling him, in, in, the, in the social media world. Uh, he's quite well-known and, uh, I guess, popular. But, uh, yeah, they just wanted to do it to get some money, get some hype up for Crown Jewel. Personally, I would have preferred any, like, Braun Strowman, something like that. We'll talk about it here in just one second. Uh, Logan Paul can wrestle, man. I, I, I can't, it cannot be denied at this point. He can wrestle. He's good in the ring. I've seen him do it three times now, and he's pretty fucking legit, man. Like, it, it, it's a really good fit for him. He's a natural. He looks good in there. I just, he should be, he should not have been fighting Roman Reigns. Uh, Paul showing off what we have seen before. It's still extremely impressive what he can do, uh, being so new to the business, especially his huge Shane O'Mac level dives through the announce tables. I mean, holy fuck, dude. That's insane. Not many people will do a bump like that, and there he is. He's doing it. He's nailing them fucking perfectly. I would dare say that he's hitting them nicer than Shane McMahon ever did, but it's just really good stuff. The near falls in the match were absolutely phenomenal, and the story they told of the underdog getting underrated coming in, and Roman was great selling the emotions of what's happening, like, oh shit, like, this guy's actually kind of legit, I, I might be in trouble here just a little bit, he was, Roman was selling that really well, I thought, throughout the match. 
Only problem is, Logan Paul is fighting the world champ in his third match that he's had in his career when there's a roster filled with wrestlers who deserve a shot. I personally would have preferred if, if Logan Paul fought his way through um through the bloodline. So first you have him fight um, like Jimmy or something. He takes down Jimmy. We're like, oh shit, okay. So we get to see a little bit more wrestling. Uh, shows off that he can take down Jimmy. Okay, cool. Uh, how about you go af after Sami Zayn or something? Then he has a match with Sami Zayn. He beats Sami Zayn. Oh shit, okay. Roman's, Roman's getting a little bit more frustrated at this point. He's like, all right. Send out Solo Sokoa. He takes down Solo Sokoa. Now we're like, oh shit, what the hell? And then fucking Roman's like, that's it. I'm sending my big guns out. Go Jay. He sends out Jay. And then they have like, they have a really good competitive match. But then like Logan Paul's about to win it. And then they send out the bloodline, Sammy and all. Then they beat down, they beat down Logan Paul, beat him down. And then it shows that, hey, maybe Logan Paul might actually have a shot at this. And then you can move on to the Roman Reigns match for Crown Jewel. So if they had some sort of build up to the match similar to that, instead of all they did for this was have a little bit of shit talking. And they had their little press conference that... That I don't I don't know if anyone even watched it. I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights of it. It seemed lame and dumb. And uh, yeah, we didn't see, only seen uh, Logan Paul wrestle a handful of times. He fought the Miz. It was pretty decent. They had the Miz talking to Roman Reigns, being like, "Oh, hey, I fought I fought Logan Paul, man. He's legit. You should watch out for that punch." So. I just feel like they didn't do a, a very good job at all at building up what Logan Paul can actually do in the ring, which I think is a really huge selling point for him because he's actually legitimately quite good in the ring. He's quite entertaining. And, um, yeah, if you did something like that, I feel like it would have went over a lot better. Personally, I think they should have just went with Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Uh, scratch the almost thing. Like, we should... Don't do that. We should have revisited the Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns because they had a beef years ago. And that beef sent Braun Strowman to the stratosphere of, of popularity. He was so fucking over. Just at, week after week, he would come out and beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. It was so fucking good. I loved it. He'd flip trucks. He'd flip ambulances he would tear down the freaking stage it was awesome he was so over i swear like he i haven't seen a guy get that oh it was like stone cold levels of over the crowd loved it absolutely loved it so i feel like they should revisit they have to try and revisit this at some point have braun Strowman come out and have him just start whooping up whooping the bloodline week after week get freaking braun Strowman back up there don't have him fighting guys like almost that, that that no one's going to look good out of that's just gonna make two big guys look like they can't wrestle all that well and braun Strowman's not the strongest in the ring by any means almost is substantially worse so i think if you have braun Strowman out there with roman reigns who can wrestle a good match with just about anybody these days i think roman reigns doesn't get enough credit of how solid he is in the ring i don't recall him barely ever having a bad match does he have extremely great matches on the regular no not really but you kind of know what you're getting uh, you're getting with Roman Reigns, you're going to be getting a, a solid to good match pretty much every single time he has one. That's just my opinion, but that's what I thought about that. I feel like the Logan Paul should be fighting someone uh, mid mid card for now because like it's it's insane for him to be fighting the world champion already. Where does that where does that leave like wh where do you go with Logan Paul now? Like he lost to the world champion, so 
You had him in the main event at Crown Jewel, which I understand isn't exactly like a main WWE pay-per-view. It's kind of like a side gimmicky pay-per-view. I don't know if they really count it all the way, but where does Logan Paul go from here? He just lost to the world champion. So you have him in a main event, which in my eyes uh, shows that you guys think that he he would be a main event player in the WWE, which I think is a little ridiculous to start him out so fast with. I think you should have had him wrestling guys like Dolph Ziggler, uh, Rey Mysterio, something like that, guys that are veterans can have a really good match, put on a really good story, know how to tell a really good story in the ring. Uh, Logan Paul is no slouch in the ring, like I said, so he doesn't need a whole lot of protecting uh, in-ring-wise. I just think uh, maybe storytelling-wise, uh, stuff like that. I don't know, man. Uh, I just didn't was not a fan from the get-go with uh, him being matched up with Roman Reigns. And where, what, what happens with Roman Reigns now after this? Like... With a close call like that against an internet celebrity, there's going to be a lot. There's, there should be a lot of things to say for wrestlers to come out. Uh, like Braun Strowman should come out on Monday and just be like, "Oh, you almost lost to an internet celebrity, and I just beat the seven foot four giant or whatever." So then, there you can get set up into a feud with that. But honestly, I just think that it makes Roman Reigns look a lot weaker. You have one of the most dominant champions in in twenty years, uh, almost getting beaten, like some uh, really really close call there during that match, and. Even though I had no real fears that Roman was going to lose the match, I just knew from the get-go that this wasn't going to do anything good for Roman Reigns. Um, I just I didn't see what that was going to do. It was purely a Logan Paul thing. The only guy that could have looked good out of all this, and did look good, was Logan Paul. He looked good. He had a, a good match against Roman Reigns. He got close. It was very entertaining. The crowd was into it. It was good. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. But... I just feel like the opponent was extremely wrong. It should not have been fighting Roman Reigns, and I will say it again and again and again and again, but that is the show. I thought it was uh, it was pretty entertaining overall. Uh, surprisingly, not too bad. So, uh, another pretty solid crown jewel. Obviously, the almost match was going to be bad, and it was. It was, it was bad. Um, I'm also not into the McIntyre versus Cross feud. Their matches just haven't been all that good. I don't see a whole lot of chemistry between these two. Just haven't hasn't been a good rivalry so far. There were a handful of good matches. Thought the last woman's standing match was just awesome. That was my favorite match of the show. And Usos versus Brawling Brutes was very good. Uh, very good match as well. And of course the Logan Paul uh, main event match. Uh, very impressive. Very good match. I, I was blown away by that table spot from Logan Paul. Just fucking incredible. Um, match was very good as well. Just don't think, like I said, that the match did any favors for Roman Reigns. He almost got beat by internet celebrity. And um, yeah, I just don't know how you can sell that uh, being anything good for your world champion. But it was entertaining though. I will give them that. It was a very entertaining match. It was good. Show was very long. It was like including the what do you call it, the pre-show, it was like four plus hours long, just way too fucking long, started a little slow, uh, the show did ramp up a bit throughout, I felt the crowd was great, crowd was very great, they were very loud, very boisterous, they were getting into it, they were having a real good time, and I had a pretty good time uh, as well, watching Crown Jewel 2022, I hope you guys did as well, I am going to give it a six and a half out of ten. 10 uh not i i don't know i i debated i, I could have gave it a, i i would i wouldn't be angry if people said that it was good i think it's like borderline good to just like pretty good you know it was a solid I, i'd say it's worth a watch 
And uh, there you go. So before I go, let's just take a look at the predictions and see how I did. So Brock Lesnar defeated Bobby. Got that correct. Damage Control defeated Alexa Bliss and Asuka. I got that incorrect. One for one. Drew McIntyre beat Karrion Cross. I got that correct. Two for one. Judgment Day beating the OC. I got that correct. Three for one. Braun Strowman defeated Almost. That's correct. Four and one. Let's go. Usos beating the Brawling Brutes. Five and one. Let's go. Bianca defeating Bailey. Correct again. Six and one. And then, of course, Roman Reigns beating Logan Paul. I went seven and one on my predictions. The only one that got me was the... Didn't expect them to flip the titles, the women's tag team titles, so fast. Alexa and Asuka just won the titles this week, and then now they lost them again. So, there you go. So, seven and one for me on the predictions. Did anybody out there beat me if you did i owe you a ice cream bar so there you go i uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh the pay-per-view crown jewels pretty decent um hopefully uh they get a little they get they continue to get better uh definitely uh, a lot better than when they first started out it's uh it's a solid pay-per-view it's watchable now i would almost call it good uh i would say you would not be wasting your time watching crown jewel this year it was pretty fun and, um, yeah, how'd you guys do on the predictions? You like the show? Let me know. Send an email. Follow me on Twitter. All that good stuff. Make sure you go check out the links in the description down below. I got a YouTube channel. Just started playing Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Uh, the, un the, the forgotten Uncharted game, in my opinion. Not a lot of love for Uncharted 3. So I'm going back, replaying it, and I'm having a blast over there. So um, feel free to go over to the YouTube channel. Daily uploads over there. Uh, so if you're looking for stuff to watch, go over there. Check it out. Have some fun and uh, I am out of here Hope you, hopefully you guys are enjoying your Sunday I gotta go to work so I am not enjoying my Sunday, I will talk to you guys again real soon, tomorrow is the GX GamerCast, not releasing the information on what game I'll be talking about so you'll just have to go check it out tomorrow and um, yeah fucking crown jewel <laughs>